0: This ad-free podcast is part of your Slate Plus membership.
1: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Working Overtime, the advice-focused Pluto to working's goofy. I'm your host, Karen Hahn.
0: And I'm your other host, Isaac Butler.
1: How are you doing, Isaac?
0: You know, I'm all right. Unlike Pluto, I'm wearing pants, so, you know, I feel like that's That's a win. That's important. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And a shirt. Impressive.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, you know, I do it up.
1: <laughs> this is not to imply that Isaac isn't usually wearing his shirt, because if he weren't, we probably wouldn't be still doing this.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, that's true. I probably would have been fired by now.
1: <laughs> okay, so on this episode, I wanted to break down a listener email from Alison Weisgolf-Robertson. Here is what she wrote in. Hello, I very much enjoy the working podcast and would like to suggest an episode specifically about parenting slash caregiving and working. I hear references to here and there, i.e. Isaac discussing his family responsibilities, but I think a whole episode dedicated to it would speak to much of your demographic. What are the unique challenges facing creative type and freelance parents, financially, artistically? How do all the things you talk about, finding inspiration, scheduling, etc., change or don't when caring for a child or perhaps elderly parent is involved? Thank you, Allison. Now, Isaac, you're the only one of us hosts who is a parent, so this episode is going to be sort of a mini interview. Are you ready? All right, hold on.
0: Let me just do some jumping jacks to warm up.
1: (laughs) Fair enough. All right. So my first question is, how did you decide that you were ready for a child? And I guess this is a bit of a broad question. So to make it a little more specific to what Allison is asking, what work-related considerations did you have to keep in mind?
0: I really became a writer in part because I wanted to be a parent. Those two things are actually really tied up for me because, you know, writing sort of a a, a second career, the short version is we were going to get married. We knew we wanted to have a kid at some point. My wife really wanted to go to grad school and change careers before that. And so I decided that I would do the same because most of those grad programs weren't going to be in New York City. Like the ones that she was applying for weren't in New York City and we didn't Mm want to live apart. We're very bad at living apart. Um, And so it just made sense for me to go to grad school, too, and try to like reinvent what I was doing. Also, Mm -hmm. the lifestyle of a working freelance director is actually really bad for Mm -hmm. all sorts of things having to do with parenting you're on the road a lot you're working nights and weekends a lot it's just was not the vision of what i wanted to be as a parent Mm -hmm. so That's actually why I went to grad school to be a writer and started thinking about that was because I realized that I needed to figure out a different creative thing that I wanted to do and wanted to try Mm -hmm. to do professionally. We knew we wanted to have a kid very early on in our relationship. You know, it's like as soon as we realized it was for keeps, we had had Mm -hmm. that conversation about whether that was something we were interested in. And so it was more about how do you create the environment, the life together that would be conducive to the kind of parent we wanted to be. That was really the question.
1: So when did you first have to start changing how you were working? Was it when you first decided you want to try for a child or when your partner became pregnant or was there a specific mm. point at which you were like, I have to change gears now?
0: Huh. Well, you know, I was, I think, a year and a half out of graduate school when my child was born. So uh-huh. if you if you rewind, you know, most, most of the time since I graduated from graduate school, we were working on the process of of having a child. I remember what it was like to write in graduate school where you just do it all the time and that's just like what you're there to do. And I remember what it's like to do that once I was a parent, but I don't actually remember that clearly what it was like (laughs) to do it as an adult who wasn't in grad school and wasn't a parent. I mean, just the thing that really changed was like you just have to be really structured about everything, particularly Mm -hmm. how you use your time. But I feel like me and my work really benefited from that.
1: What kind of structure are you talking about? Like, can you lay out like, like what your typical day became?
0: Yeah. I mean, so what it really became was like, okay, the mornings are when I'm at my best. I'm a morning person, mm-hmm. you know? And so f- f- in the mornings are when I'm going to be working. And then in the afternoon, I might go home and, and, you know, take care of Iris so that Anne can do stuff. Her leave was a lot longer than mine because I was a freelancer. So I, that was just, mm-hmm. I was just taking time and to not make money <laughs> (laughs) whereas she had actual maternity leave for a couple months. And so then I would come home in the afternoon and co-parent with her and everything like that. And then eventually we figured out a daycare situation for Iris. But once you have a kid Mm -hmm. in daycare, it's like, I am setting money on fire so I can have (laughs) this time to work. I better actually be working during this time. And if I'm not working during this time, what the fuck am I doing? Do you know what I mean? So it really, the negative version is it can create a lot of pressure on you. But the positive version is that it really focuses you It's like, you know, every chunk of time in your day, you really have to start being overt and self-conscious about, am I working during this time? Am I parenting during this time? Am I taking care of house stuff during this time? And Mm -hmm. you really have to like, at least I had to really be, make clear choices around that. And so. That I found to be really beneficial. So yes, for me, it was like get as much writing work done in the morning and then in the afternoon, be more available to help out with other stuff. Once my kid was in daycare for the whole day, things got a little bit looser, but it was still, you know, get as much work done until you have to go pick her up.
1: And I have so many more questions to ask you, but we will get into those right after this break. Hey, listeners, is there a particular creative struggle you'd like to hear us tackle? Let us know by emailing us at, working at slate.com or even better, you can call us and leave a message at 304-933-9675. That's 304-933-W-O-R-K. Okay, so Isaac, when your child was born, how much had you planned out for how working would, well, work after that?
0: not enough. (laughs) You can never plan enough, actually. I mean, which is not to say that you should be like planning like a maniac all the time. I just mean there is no amount of planning that is is sufficient because you also don't really know what's going to happen. I mean, to give you an Mm -hmm. example, I have a friend who, you know, her kid came almost three months early. Wow. So the kids at the NICU right now, you know, needs help breathing. She's going to be fine. But I'm just saying it's like, how would I have worked during that? I wouldn't have. That's insane. You know what I mean? So then it would have been a months-long process of not working. You you just don't really know. There's there's a lot of variables. Anyway, so what I thought was going to happen was I was going to take two or three weeks off, (laughs) and then I was going to go back to my little office that the LMCC had given me, and just get right back to work, and it was going to be fine. And Mm -hmm. instead, what happened was, you know... I was friggin' exhausted feeding, you know, we're feeding the kid around the clock, we're taking care of her, all yeah. that sort of stuff. I go into that office three weeks after my kid is born and i just cry in that office for the better part of a oh. week i mean i didn't do any work you know and then finally after a couple of days of that i was like why am i even here if i'm just gonna sit and stare at the wall and cry i'm just gonna go back home i just need another week before i can come back
1: <laughs> sometimes you need a separate crying space
0: yes that's true What we did start to plan out those things like when is she going to go to daycare mm-hmm. how is that syncing up with the end of Anne's maternity leave you know those 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 sorts of things
1: yeah. And I guess you've you've answered half this question already, but how different were your expectations for how things would shake out once the baby was born versus how things actually went?
0: Oh, I mean, the first three months were worse. Nothing can prepare you, I think, uh-huh. for what those first three months of having a kid <laughs> were like. They get better at week six. At week six, the kid starts smiling. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just in reaction to gas. It has nothing to do with you. But it's mm-hmm. like the first moment that they do anything to give anything any energy back to you at all and that yeah. may, and then things get slowly better after that i would mm-hmm. say they start sleeping through the night you know like things do do get better but particularly that first month because you're also both exhausted having gone through the whole childbirth thing yeah. was harder than i thought and everyone i talk to says that it's harder than you think it will be that said I find being a parent to be really awesome. I really love it. And I think it's gone, for the most part, it's gone much better than I thought it was going to be. I Mm -hmm. was worried that I would never get anything done, that I would always be the one who would have to drop everything to deal with any parenting issue that came up, that uh, I would be exhausted and never get other ideas. And this is on top of all the worries about, am I going to be a good parent? And, you know, Mm -hmm. is my kid going to be an asshole? And, you know, all that other stuff. (laughs) Um, And actually, it's all been, for the most part, really, really wonderful. And it forced me to take my career a lot more seriously and to manage my time better. And I don't know that I would have written the two books I wrote without it.
1: Yeah, that's fair. But I guess on the other side of the spectrum, everything so far is kind of like about dealing with difficulties. But I wanted to know if there's anything that's easy or easier than you thought it would be about working while parenting.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, one of the wonderful things about parenting is just like Your kid is a totally independent, different human being from you, and Mm -hmm. they're bringing their way of seeing the world, the things they're learning, the things they're excited about, their energy, their ideas into your life. And that, you Mm -hmm. know, from a creative perspective, that's great. You get more of (laughs) that. You you know, it's, it's very refreshing. Also, you start to share with them as they get older the things that were important to you. So you get to rediscover those things. I mean, to just do a recent one, you know, we. We just, uh, I read my daughter uh, Doliere's Greek Myths. Did you read Doliere's mm. Greek Myths oh, as yeah. a kid?
1: Huge book for me. Yeah. Huge
0: book for me. I mean, I read that like all the time as a kid, both was yeah. read to me and read it to myself. And actually New York Review of Books just reissued their Norse Myths collection, which was important mm. to me as well. And it was so great to read those to her <laughs> and to see them through her eyes and to reconnect to that material you know Mm -hmm. or to show her the muppet movie which i watched so much as a kid that i had it memorized you know all of that is really wonderful and i actually think it's creatively fulfilling and as Mm -hmm. i said earlier like on a practical level the level of focus that it brings because you have to use the free time that you have that you've set aside to work to work or else you really will lose it is i think really valuable actually
1: and what is the most difficult part of it
0: The lack of sleep during the first year is really hard Um, that you can't protect them all your all Mm. the time. And they carry your heart around with them wherever they go. You know, they also, you know, do have needs. Do you know what I mean? It's like you are accounting for another person who's dependent on you. It Mm -hmm. is. Of course, it's draining. You know, like I go to bed earlier than I used to. I don't go out as much as I used to. For someone who's like, a lot of my life is spent doing cultural stuff in New York. It's very rare that I'm going out and doing a cultural thing in New York more than once a week anymore, you know, because Mm -hmm. I want to be there with my kid. So like all of that is, is hard, but at least for me, upside totally worth it the The thing about parenting, or I think taking care of a of a ill family member, or anything that that can be really difficult, is the moments where you have long stretches with them and no structure. You know, mm-hmm. when you're on holiday, when they're home for sick from school, or you know anything like that. So for us, you know, the big one was the first six months of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. That's not a normal thing, but it might yeah. become more normal as you know the environment breaks down, but there was no break for my wife in her day job Mm. and my kid's school closed. So like, I was watching and taking care of our kid two-thirds of the day, and then my Mm -hmm. wife would take over at like 3 p.m., and then I would just be so exhausted I couldn't get anything done. Uh, The only thing I really had the mental energy to do was the preparatory work that we were doing to launch this podcast, because this podcast launched like two weeks after the pandemic started, or a month after the pandemic started. So, you know, I had like an hour a day in which my brain worked, and I used Mm -hmm. that for the sake of working and then i would like make dinner or something and have a panic attack about whether or not i was going to die of this mysterious virus yeah and so how we solved that um because i had a book to write you may recall is um we we moved in with first my mother-in-law and then my parents so we could get child care help is the only way that, that that could have happened
1: you know yeah that's totally fair And I have yet more questions about the balance between creative work and childcare work, but we will get back to those after this break. Listeners, I just want to remind you that if you're enjoying working overtime, please subscribe so that you never miss an episode. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, we would love for you to rate or review the show because it really does help new listeners to find us. And if Overcast is your app of choice, please hit the star to recommend the episode to others. Okay, so obviously, raising a child takes a lot of energy. I think we all know that to some degree. And a drain on your physical energy can often mean a drain on your creative impulses, too, as you've sort of mentioned. How did you deal with it? How did you get over it?
0: Look, you just have to be kind to yourself when that happens. It's going to happen. You have to know it's going to happen. It's not special that it's happening to you. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make you worse than other parents You just have to be kind to yourself and take that break when you're being Mm -hmm. forced to take that break. Your creative work is not as important as your family or your health. Now, if you're making a lot of money off your creative work or, you know, it's important to Mm -hmm. pay the bills, that's a different, that's a different thing. You have to take it into account, right? Like, but in general, you need to take care of yourself. You need to take care of your health. You need to take care of your family. When you're overwhelmed, whether it's with parenting stuff or day job stuff or election paranoia or whatever, and it becomes hard to be inspired, you kind of got to just remind yourself that it will pass. Do what you can to be connected to your creative self and just move forward.
1: Yeah, it's a perspective thing, I guess, where it's like your family should probably be more precious to you than yes. like your job. Yeah. And that's I guess a bit of a balance question which connects yeah. to what I wanted to talk to you about next, which is do you feel like you're used to the balancing act now between balancing like childcare versus creative work? And if so, was there a particular moment where you feel like you figured out how to make it work?
0: I don't feel like there was a particular moment. I feel like it uh-huh. comes and goes, and I do feel mm-hmm. like things are going pretty well right now. I will say to connect this to the your last question, my uh-huh. gut impulse is often to just like sacrifice my own creative work to take care of the kid if mm-hmm. something needs to be done. And it's actually one of the wonderful things about my wife is that she's very insistent that I not do that. You know, oh. and the thing that I yeah. have to keep, or I mean, or that we take turns doing it, that it's right, fair, right, right. you know. The thing that I had to keep reminding myself is it is healthy for my kid. To see that I care about my work and that I'm working hard at it and that I have a fulfilling life that isn't only about her. That's actually important for her to see, to model that. And so my always sacrificing everything (laughs) was not actually going to be good for her either, Mm -hmm. actually. But anyway, it comes and goes in waves. You know, we had everything figured out locked down tight. Then the pandemic happened. Then right. school resumed in person. We had this wonderful babysitter who watched her every day in the afternoon after school and took her to extracurriculars and all sorts of stuff like that, who's still mm-hmm. a friend of the family who I love Aww. very dearly. Then she wanted to go and pursue her actual creative career as a playwright and she's doing that now. Then we figured out another solution, but the school year ended. So it's summer camp mm-hmm. time and there's a week where there's no, no nothing. There's not mm-hmm. the, the kids just home for a week. What are you gonna do? <laughs> you know, there's there's always gonna be moments where it feels like everything is coming apart at the seams, and then you just plan. And, and, and then the planning pays off for a while and then it all falls apart again and then you have to plan again. <laughs> there is no time where it is permanently fine. <laughs> where the balancing act yeah. is permanently figured out. You're always going to be renegotiating that. So the other thing that you have mm-hmm. to figure out how to do is how to have fun with that. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That that it's not a drag that you have to plan all the summer camps or whatever. That it's instead about like, what kind of summer camp does my kid want to go to? What's gonna right. what is she gonna have a good time doing? You know, things like yeah. that.
1: So it sounds like it's kind of always chaos forever, but it sounds like you still have a pretty good grip on it, that said. So do you have any advice for other creative parents or parents to be?
0: Well, a question I do get asked quite a bit is like, should we have a kid? Do you know what I mean? Or like, are we mm. in the place to have a kid or whatever? Uh, friends ask me that question. Younger friends, because now that I'm old, I have young, cool <laughs> friends is what I'm trying to say, Karen.
1: I'm your young, cool friend.
0: Exactly. So this is what I could say is that people try to come up with a rational answer to the question of whether they should have a kid now or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there is no rational answer. Answer. Having a kid is irrational. There are already enough people on this planet. We don't need any more. Do you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. you're not going to think your way to the end of that problem. It's about, do you feel ready to have a kid? Is it something you actually want? You know, because mm-hmm. I think you'll know if you actually want it like once yeah. once I didn't want kids for a while. And then once I did, it was like a, a, a burning sensation. I wanted them so badly, you know, but I mean, <laughs> you'll know and then you'll adapt the rest of your life around it. You know, can you build the environment to have that kid? Those are the kinds of questions, but you're never going to figure it out rationally. You're not going to think your way to a solution to that. Question.
1: Mm-hmm. And one last question. I don't have any kids, so I may have missed something in this conversation thus far. Is there anything else you think we should talk about as a parent yourself?
0: Yeah, well, one thing that's come up with with friends of mine who are creative and have a kid is, of course, like, what if you have a full time day job?
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, like my full-time day job is the seven different jobs I do that fall under the rubric of writing, right? You know, I teach, I have this podcast, I freelance, write, I write books, et cetera, et cetera, and so forth. But what if you're like, just have a day job? What, what do you do then? How do you still be mm-hmm. creative? Because you actually really then are giving up a lot of time, you yeah. know? And what I tell people most of the time is just set aside something, Like you are correct that you're not going to get six hours a day to write that, that, that period of your life will be over at least Mm -hmm. until you're making enough money from writing that you can quit your day job or whatever, or you get a fellowship. But maybe your partner can give you four hours on Saturday morning. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, write down ideas the rest of the week. And then for those four hours, Saturday morning. write. You know what I mean? Like, it's like figure out what you can do and then actually schedule it. Don't, mm-hmm. don't be informal about it. Like put it in your calendar
1: mm-hmm.
0: nine to noon writing or whatever it is. <laughs> and the muse will come most of the time, actually. Yeah. Don't beat yourself up if it doesn't, but the muse will come because the your brain is going to start structuring itself around that time of the week that you set aside to create. Mm-hmm. And is going to be doing a lot of work to help kind of sow the seeds of the creativity that you can then harvest. So that's, that's what I would say throughout It's always going to be a money versus time versus energy calculation to this stuff. Do you want Mm -hmm. to throw money at a problem? Do you want to take care of it yourself? How do you create time to continue to be creative? But, you know, the question, and it's a question we return to a lot on this show, is the creativity involved in creating the environment in which you can do your work. Be a good partner and a good parent, and you'll figure it out. And you know what? Sometimes you're not going to figure it out, and you're going to fuck it up. And that is okay. You just have to not be hard on yourself.
1: Well, Isaac, thank you so much for your insights. That is all the time that we have for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And if you like the show, don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have ideas for things we could do better or questions you'd like us to address, we would love to hear from you. You can send us an email at slate.com or give us a ring at 304-933-WORK.
0: If you'd like to support what we do, sign up for Slate Plus at slate.com slash working plus. You will get bonus content, including exclusive episodes of Slow Burn and Big Mood, Little Mood. And you'll be supporting what we do right here on Working.
1: Big thanks to Kevin Bendis and to our series producer, Cameron Drews. We'll be back on Sunday with a brand new episode of Working. And in two weeks, we'll have another Working Overtime. Until then, get back to work.